And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, November 15th. 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Well, hello, hello. There he is. Hello. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. We got a fun podcast lined up here today. The NBA was on one last night. Oh, yeah. uh, later on in this show, we are going to hit you with a million Zach Levine trades. We got hypotheticals coming at you left and right. We're trading Zach Levine to damn near every team <laughs> later on in this show. Uh, Trey has a very funny batch of tweets when we get to Tweet of the Night. And you know we'll be talking about the Wolves-Warriors scuffle. But first, Paul George gave us wedgie number three on the season last night. And it was a game-tying three-point attempt Mm. right at the end when PG stuck it. And this had some wondering, Tass. Is this the greatest wedgie ever? And here's here's their reasoning. Game situation, of course. Yeah. We're on the tourney court, the IST. <laughs> the call from Harlan. It was nice. Paul George's history in the clutch. Okay, uh, okay. Okay. Jokic has a great reaction to it. The crowd sort of pops, I thought, for it. <laughs> you add it all up, it's a pretty damn good wedge. It's good. I love the timing of it. Yeah. I love Kevin Harlan just yelling, oh, wedgie! <laughs> it's just so fun to see a wedgie, especially... As time ticks down, we got a shout out actually from Canada, from Sportsnet. Our man Tim McAuliffe shut shouting Timmy! us out when he saw that wedgie. Mm. It's only three wedgies. Yeah, that's the disappointing loose, part. Yeah. Loose wedgies, right? I'd now. almost account for two. <laughs> it's you know, it's the in-season tournament. It matters more. <laughs> that's history, the first wedgie in in-season tournament history. Mm. They should send that ball to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, appreciate uh, the NBA YouTube page. Uh, you know, their official page with like whatever. 50 million subscribers, whatever they have, they clipped it and they put the worst time to get a wedgie as their title with mm-hmm. obviously the clip. So everybody was excited. Thanks everybody for tagging us on, on Twitter and Instagram. Everybody was pumped about They're that. They're so one. fun. They are fun. I played it today riding with my wife in the car and she heard the yelling of a wedgie. And she smiled. Yeah. You got no choice. You got no choice but to enjoy a wedgie. Harlan is the best. When it gets, comes to like calling a wedgie, he's great. He legit Gosh. really leans into it. Even, you could even hear Reggie Miller laughing. He's chuckling. Uh, it's great. Do you think he pulls a wedgie into his own butt? I feel like he might. Harlan? I, yeah, Harlan. <laughs> he so you're saying so he loud. sees the wedgie that he literally? No, nah, I wouldn't say. It'd be funny if he gives it to Reggie, a wedgie Miller. A wedgie Miller? Boom. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he would do it right then and there, calling it, but maybe at home. Uh. <laughs> He loved it so much. He does. That's why. And we love him. <laughs> keep uh, keep at it there, Harlan. Okay, let's get into some of the games uh, from the in-season tournament. Night three, if you're keeping track. I know, Trey Kirby, you woke up this morning trying to figure out who's leading the groups, the point <laughs> differentials, the schedules. I was breaking it down, bro. Huh? I, can't, I can't deny it. Some of the results last night, I was like, wow, this is big in the group stage. What a sucker. But, but we, start, uh, we start with the Wolves-Warriors. Um, just 143 into Minnesota's 104-101 win over Golden State. A scuffle broke out. A brouhaha. Whatever you're calling it. Draymond Green turning into Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Green ejected for applying a headlock on Rudy Gobert. Along with the original instigators, you know, Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson, they got it going. They're spinning each other around by the jersey. They get tossed. The refs did determine Gobert had been trying to break up the scuffle. Wow. The These wall- are great pictures. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the NBA, it's, it's, a, it's a wild ride. Uh, the, the craziest part <laughs> to me, the score is 0-0. 
That was a, less than two minutes into the game. You don't see, a, like, again, a fight, a brouhaha, a scuffle, no. a skirmish, whatever we're calling it. You don't see that very often two minutes into a game. No. It's uh, usually later in the game. There's more <laughs> bumping and jostling going around. But I wonder if it had to do a little bit with they just played. And there was a lot of shit talking going on in that game. And maybe it's almost spilling into the fifth quarter here, so to speak. But all everybody wants to know is, you know, Draymond Green... Did he deserve to get ejected for his role, putting Gobert in the headlock? And will he get suspended uh, here, Tess? Absolutely and absolutely. Yep. Okay. He deserves to be suspended. I've been suckered into believing in Draymond Green. Last year when he stepped on Demontis Sabonis' chest, I thought Demontis Sabonis grabbed his leg, so maybe he was trying to get away from it. There is no reason to grab Rudy Gobert's Adam's apple. He, he put his huge bicep on Rudy Gobert's neck for no reason there may have been no further suspensions or no further ejections i should say if green doesn't do this i think clay yeah. and Jaden mcdaniels yeah they're pushing each other for sure about the rebound uh and grabbing jerseys but draymond green even steve kerr looked at him and said i remember him doing something last year when he punched jordan Poole in the face they're having flashbacks. Of course, of course they know. He shouldn't be doing that. He should not be doing that. And what will the league come down then with the mm, suspension? Good question. One game, two game, three games more? <laughs> Sound like a fun yeah. nursery rhyme. <laughs> game, two game, Write the Draymond Green four. nursery book. Six games, five <laughs> games, maybe four? <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think, TK, about this uh, incident here? Significant su- suspension, uh, I think. And definitely you're right, Skeets, that playing so recently, uh, I guess they, they went at it on Sunday, um, definitely factored into this. Obviously, Draymond and Gobert have long-standing beef. Draymond and Anthony Edwards have been chirping at each other since yep. Edwards was a rookie. And like Gobert said post-game, Steph Curry wasn't out there, so Draymond didn't want to be either. Because I mean, spicy. Okay, if you're the Warriors or if you're Shaq, they're making the case <laughs> <laughs> that Gobert touched Clay Thompson around the neck. I suppose that's true. You see it in one picture. Yeah. But Draymond comes in with the chokehold and holds it for a long time. He drags him away and keeps holding it. It's not like he's just trying to get him away from the guy. That was seemed like a pretty intentional choke. So I looked at a couple of the recent suspensions we've had. Mo Bamba last year, four games for fighting Austin Rivers, came off the bench and started fighting him. Right, right. Killian Hayes got three games for fighting with Mo Wagner. And then a bigger one from a couple of years ago, Brandon Ingram got four, Rondo got three, and Chris Paul got two for that game. So considering the NBA factored in Draymond's past for his suspension with Sabonis last year, yep, I think three minimum, likely four, though. Okay. You, do you agree with about that? Yeah, I got no idea. I, three, probably. It could be two, even. I don't know if it really matters all that much. Kerr was literally trying to take Draymond Green off of Rudy Gobert. He was yeah, literally yeah. going up to him. So, yeah, that may increase the amount. It almost looks like Dario Saric does as well. They're like, at a certain point after Draymond has locked in the chokehold for, like you said, you know, the third second, the fourth second, it's like, okay, you can re- release him now. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like Warriors players and, yeah, coaches and all that are like, yeah, okay, yeah. man. Like, you know, this idea, because, like, on two ends of the spectrum when it comes to this, you have people defending Draymond Green saying, well, basically, Rudy Gobert was doing that to Clay, so he's sticking up for his guy. Okay, that's on one end of the that's spectrum. That's untrue. That's that's Shaq. That's Steve Kerr. That's <laughs> obviously a lot of Draymond and Warriors fans. There's that. And then on the other end, there are people saying uh, he should press charges. He should take him to court, mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, for uh, you know, the chokehold, the assault. So that's the other end of the spectrum. I'm with you guys. This was excessive. That's what the league is going to say. He wasn't peacemaking. He kept it in too too long. I mean, again, even if you want to say, okay, he saw Rudy do that to Clay, he sticks up for his guy, you pull him away. You don't lock in a chokehold for seconds dragging him backwards. Grab him by the waist if you want. Right, right. So he's going to get... I never know what the league with this, but yeah, two, two or three sounds right. I always wonder if they almost like... He got tossed, so they're almost like... you know, It was a minute and a half into the game, so like that's sort of a game. Um, So... My gut says two or three, but the league has made it very clear that Draymond's past actions generally inform their future discipline. We saw it, like you said, with the Sabonis stomp. So why wouldn't that come into play more? Maybe that bumps it up. Two, four, five, six, whatever. It was a weird one because Clay didn't mind Rudy holding his shoulders to away. Well, he wasn't choking him, but Clay didn't even turn around and look at him for a second. Rudy was just breaking it up. That's all he was doing. I think Draymond Green just doesn't like Rudy Gobert. Yes, there's that whole part of this too. He's worked for TNT in the past. They've announced the All-Star Games. When he heard Rudy Gobert announced as an All-Star, there was no smile on that guy's face. He didn't even talk. He just doesn't like him. 
And that's what happened. He's nor like, nor yes. does Shaq, which yeah. is why he was probably yeah. siding with He backed him. Draymond he backed him 100%. Uh, I have a working theory here, too, with Draymond Green, because he's a man of, of sports media. Hell, he's got to deal with TNT, media. right? He's going to be sitting on that desk, I assume, at some point when Barkley moves on. Mm-hmm. So my working theory here is that Draymond Green is like trying to like build up a really good Draymond Green like clip database ah. for any time something <laughs> happens in the NBA, they can show on TNT once he's sitting there. Because they're like, hey, have you punched a guy in the balls? He's like, done that. Have you kicked a guy in the balls? Absolutely. Roll it. Have you stomped on a guy's chest? Yes, I have. Uh, have you choked a Frenchman? You know it. Roll it in. Have you punched your own teammate? You're not going to believe this. I got that too. He literally has everything. Because anytime something like this happens, we see Barkley, all his clips, getting into it with the Celtics or you know, Doink and Shaq yep. and all that. We yep. see those clips all the time. Draymond Green's uh, he's thinking here. He's like, i got to make sure I have one of everything. And then they can always roll it in. He's producing is what he's doing. Skates, you're cooking right now. <laughs> <laughs> he has done all in. this stuff. That's the nuts part. I said right before we went live with you guys, uh, I'm like, man, it's like Groundhog Day with Draymond Green. Like, we've done this show for so long. How many times have we had sort of this same discussion? Draymond mm. does something where he crosses a line. This guy just walks around looking for lines, going, crossing that one. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to cross that one. And then we sit here and go, uh, that's Draymond, but man, he took it too far. He crossed that line. How many games will he get? And will they take into consider- consideration what he's done? It's like, we've done this We've done this six, seven, eight times over the career, or our career. Yeah, we had uh, the Donovan Mitchell Draymond Green brouhaha just <laughs> earlier this yeah, week, yeah, right? right? And we're like, oh, cool, that's just normal stuff. You know, taking it to the chokehold level is definitely uh, next level here. But I'm totally buying this beef. Timberwolves yeah. and Warriors, they hate each other. Anthony Edwards was calling them out prior to the season, saying, I want to run up against them in the playoffs. We got to see these two teams in a playoff matchup. It'll get even spicier. The Warriors got to be pumped that Brandon Pojemski came in and played pretty hard. He was good. Mm-hmm. He called himself a spare tire after the game. He said, I'm a spare tire. You can view it as as that. Look, I like I like fighting. Um, he's just a tough guy. And Steve Kerr said he's going to play. He's fearless. Even though he's tiny and they're going to go small. I, I imagine that's why Draymond Green and Kevon Looney don't like playing the Wolves. They're a big team. Yeah, true. Um, and I think the Warriors may go small. May go just... Just cause, um, because this lineup is not working with Draymond Green, obviously, and Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully, it comes comes through at some point. Yeah, there was a basketball game here, and, <laughs> and the uh, Wolves, you know, closed it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was a close game. Uh, big shots from, you know, great plays from Anthony Edwards. Nice pass late. He had Carl Anthony Towns hitting a big three, and they and they took care of business here and take now two in a row. Now there's no Steph in this one, but Steph was there. They beat them. Steph isn't. They still beat them. So I'm with you, TK. I, you know, I'm sure the schedule has them playing two more times next week. Or something like that, cause it's wild right now, but yeah, hopefully we get them in a in a playoff matchup because they definitely hate each other. I mean, even like we glossed over it, the Thompson McDaniel's part of this is pretty weird too. Like, Don't again, grab my chest. Yeah, I mean, it was like it's off unfair. a box out, and Thompson then yeah, started. they just got yeah, pissed started. off with the you know grabbing of the jerseys, and then they're sort of swinging each other around. And that's why we got to this. Yeah, one of the coolest looks uh, for any basketball player is to have the front of your jersey torn open mm. after a fight. Looks awesome. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Clay started it grabbing his grabbing a McDaniel's chest and then it was like you take turns grabbing each other's <laughs> chest don't touch me don't touch me don't touch me choke uh Carl Anthony Towns though this guy's balling right now he's yep. really coming around he had a 7.7 turnover game against the Celtics his last four games 23 points four threes and a win against the Pelicans followed that up with 29 points 12 boards three threes and a win against the Spurs and then in these two games against the Warriors 21-14 with a couple of threes and then last night he was incredible 33-11 five threes he was so physical I thought in this game drive into the hoop early on and then in the fourth quarter he just couldn't miss jumpers yeah that i mean if towns is going to be playing this well offensively and still being a big guy out there able to rebound makes the wolves even better they are clicking right yeah now. i mean it's early on it's yeah. like what they've won seven straight games yeah. i think it's the most they've won since 04 or something like that since the garnett days pretty impressive you don't want to necessarily peak in november but they got a chance to take home this nba cup baby oh you've been looking at the schedule you've been looking at the point differential. that's uh, a little too early a little too early <laughs> i've been checking my diffs though <laughs> excellent happy birthday to the cat Carl Anthony Towns, 28 today. Is he? Wow. Oh, happy birthday, Catman. Nice. Catman do. Uh, all right, well, let's move on from that crazy game. Uh, I guess just quickly here, you know, we already showed you the wedgie at the end of the game, but Paul George calling out the referees after mm. the Clippers lost again. It was a close game to the Denver Nuggets. Um, he was 
he was none too happy after the game. I think he was really pissed off with a, a maybe a missed call, you know, with about a minute and change left. He thought he got hit on the arm on a three-point right. attempt, but yeah, they lose. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. They got 24 free throws while the Nuggets got 32. It wasn't all that crazy. This team is just too small. We're talking about the Wolves here and how big they are. They can go up against the Denver Nuggets. This Clippers team... Can't. No. Ivica Zubats played 26 minutes, and then the backup center is Paul George. So at the end, a minute left, Nikola Jokic, Jokic just goes at him. Okay, I'm going to score. And he'll get the rebound, and he'll score again. Yeah. They don't yeah. have a backup center. They obviously didn't have Jamal Murray in this game. The Clippers are playing so hard to try and get a win, their first win since training for James Harden. <laughs> so, so they're playing, but really when Paul George is the backup center with Mason Plumlee being injured... Uh, it was kind of like fly, a flashback to the first game of the playoffs. Uh, sorry, of the finals, where the Nuggets were just way bigger than the Heat. So you just saw Jokic and Aaron Gordon. They're just too big for this team when Paul George is both the four and the five at times. So he had a great game, but I don't think oh, he had a yeah. right to complain uh, too much. Yeah, what would you think about this one? Well, I do agree with Paul George that I thought they were pretty physical with him, especially in the fourth quarter, like away from the ball before he would even – get a touch they were all over his arms and you know KCP's a handsy defender so I see his uh perspective there but like you said Tass the Nuggets took eight more free throws they also had 24 more points in the paint like they're gonna draw more free throws so I understand what Paul George is saying but uh nah that wasn't really why they lost they lost because Jokic is awesome (laughs) the Clippers you know they were switching everything they really weren't sending double teams until the fourth quarter so Jokic was easily easily scoring he's taken 23 or more shots in every single game uh, that the Nuggets have played since Jamal Murray went out and that has translated to 35 points 35 points 36 points 32 points for Jokic Teams are trying to make him a scorer and he shoots like 70% from two so that's how it's working there on the other side of things, I thought that this was the best the Clippers have looked since they got James Harden. Players, multiple players were touching the ball every single time down. There was a lot of uh, secondary assists, tic-tac-toe passing. Terrence Mann was there in the short roll. You saw James Harden hit like a catch-and-shoot three. Everything you wanted to see uh, from the Clippers, except for, of course, the W. Yeah, and Westbrook with those baseline cuts is fun to watch. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah. Bad night for Kawhi. They can't all get on the same page uh, on the same night in one of these games. I'm talking about their stars there, the Clippers. Um, I thought Reggie Jackson, too. Excuse me. Great game for the Nuggets. He's obviously getting more of an opportunity here with the Jamal Murray injury. Reggie Jackson's a bit feast or famine. He'll have really good games uh, where he looks like a starting point guard and really bad games where you're like, oh, there's a reason why. But last night, 7 for 11. You know, got to the line a little bit, and uh, 18 points, he's chipping in there. And he had one. He had a big basket late. Another Clipper brain fart late. Remember we talked about that one against the Grizzlies? Reggie Jackson just screamed to the net for a layup. Mm -hmm. In in like a one-possession game. Like, it was big points. And it was like, what's going on here? So these just like these lapses that the Clippers are having at the end of these games is costing them a lot of the time. But Reggie was great. They got to make a trade for a big. They got to help out. Westbrook out there. Um, and other guys like Norman Powell out there, they're not going to be incredible defenders. Yeah. they they got to go big. When we talked about Zach Levine a little bit later this show, maybe we'll get into some Andre Drummond talk. I don't know. Oh, I thought oh you were saying Vooch. Oh yeah, Vooch. Oh, tra- well, the thing is the Clippers are running out of things to trade. Yeah. They traded yeah. so many yeah. players in the yeah. Harden trade, not to mention they've moved a lot of picks already. So they held on to Terrence Mann throughout that thing, but if they want to get like an actual decent big, they might have to come off him or Norm Powell, who could have won six man of the year last year. So doesn't feel like this is the Clippers team we'll see <laughs> come playoff yeah. time, but who knows what they're actually going to do. Well, uh, speaking of big guys, uh, Chet and Wemby <laughs> matched up for the first time in their NBA careers. Some call them Wet and Chemby. <laughs> Have at it, if you will. Uh, OKC, though, dominated. I mean, this turned into a snoozer. Uh, 123-87, OKC picks up the victory. Wemby with 8 points, 4 of 15 shooting, 14 boards, 2 blocks. Chet Holmgren, 9 points, 3 of 10 shooting, 7 boards, 3 assists. So, like fine decent games from these rooks but nothing all that special and again it was uh it was over basically early in the third i tuned out yeah as you <laughs> oh, yeah. as you should with that many Even games TNT on tuned out yeah they I were saw. jumping around yeah. oh did they yeah. Yeah. yeah i didn't notice they literally like were like all right let's just start looking at the other in-season tournament games <laughs> It's perfect because it was over. It Should was have, over. Yeah. Perfect Sorry. scheduling. Uh, but then, well, hey, look, it's like a UFC uh, card, right? Sometimes, like this going into last night, my God, this was the main event. Yeah, you know, it's obviously on TNT. It's the two rooks that are, you know, seven foot <laughs> five and three or whatever the heck they are. Uh, 
But like some US, UFC cards, it was the undercard that stole the show in Draymond and uh, and uh, Rudy Gobert. Great fight. Uh, uh, first round They're submission. They're like the Korean zombie, you know, always putting on a show. Uh, yeah, but anything else from this game or anything about the Chembi versus Wet? <laughs> we didn't see enough Chembi versus Wet, you know, because Zach yeah. Collins is out there. He actually plays the five for the Spurs, so he was stuck on uh, – Chet. <laughs> I've really for screwed this time. up. <laughs> yeah, you, really, you gotta think it through uh, <laughs> at this point, but it's fun. There was a couple of moments where they interacted with each other, uh, Chet and Wemby. There was like that, you know, Chet gambles for a steal, Wemby catches the ball on the on the left wing, goes behind the yeah. back, finishes with a dunk. That was cool. Yep. Wemby blocked his shot from behind at one point. Obviously, Holmgren didn't see him at all. And then I feel like uh, Chet maybe had like a nice shake and bake inside. But the start of the game for me was Josh Giddy, 18 points. Seven rebounds, seven assists, went for seven, seven for 11 from the field in just 24 minutes. He was just in control all night, yeah. finding uh, Chet on that nice pass where he had, like, the fake Rondo behind the back, dropped it off over the head for a dunk. That was pretty cool. Um, Thunder, they're one and two in the IST right now. Ooh. They got the second best point differential in the whole thing right now, though. I'm diffed up, baby. Plus 27? All because of last night, obviously. Yeah, yeah, dominant victory. Uh, they also got back Kenrich Williams. I know John Schumann will be happy about that. Um, I have to admit, I had forgotten that he was on the Thunder because he hadn't played all season. He had back spasms all season, but he comes in there. He hit his first shot. It was a three. He stole the ball from Wemby. That led to a fast break dunk. He later threw down an alley-oop dunk uh, on a lob from Wallace. Nine points in 15 minutes. He, I mean, he was good last year, obviously, when they were uh, flirting with 500. So there's just another guy that OKC now plugs in here that gives them a little defense. They can put out a pretty scary defensive unit, actually. Absolutely. When you've got Holmgren, you've got J-Dub, you've got Kenrich, you've got Wallace. I mean, Shea had seven steals. He's no slouch. Um, yeah, they could, they could lock in defensively there. I do have uh, some trivia off of this game for you guys, though. Uh, the Spurs became the second team to have three 30-point losses in their first Oof. 11 games. Okay. Joining the 1990-91 Denver Nuggets, a team that went 20-62. and 62. I was just curious if you could tell me the top five scorers on the 90-91 Nuggets. You guys <laughs> know all the guys. Uh, I'll Alex give you some English hits. still there? No, no. no give no. me a Bryant Stith. No. What? No. no. That, that guy is Mr. Nuggets 90s yeah, to me. Yeah, I think he came maybe a little later. How about Ro- Robert Pack? No, you guys are a little, I think you're a little too late in the, you're going to mid-90s. Lafonso Ellis? No, yeah, we're still in the same ballpark. Really good guess. Todd, Todd Lighty? Lickety? No, he was he was sixth. Oh. <laughs> I saw that dude. Oh, no. Uh, no, come on. You got to think of this guy. I'll give you some hit. Uh, 26 points per game. He was a one-time all-star. The guy was a small bucket. Adams, what's this? There you go. Yeah. Small, Michael Adams. Michael Adams. Small bucket. <laughs> he was a small bucket. 5'9". This guy was Cam Thomas before Cam Thomas. Uh, all right, this guy. Oh, this is good. His nickname was Obocop. He wore number zero. What? Orlando Polonese. No, Woolridge. Woolridge, yes. Orlando yes. Woolridge. Orlando Woolridge. Still in the 90s. Okay. That's, this guy was a Obo-cop. six-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, but he was at the end of his career. You probably know him best from, well, you know him best like from the 80s with the Suns. 70s and 80s, he was like a... We're talking like a Walter Davis? Well done. That was, yes. that was a hint space. Well done. Um... How well do you know the 87 draft? He was the fourth pick overall from Georgetown. This is the toughest one, I would say. Fourth fourth pick. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Williams. Yeah. I don't know the first name. Reggie. Reggie. Reggie there Williams. <laughs> and final one, I can't believe you guys didn't say this one. I think this is, I mean, maybe you're not thinking Matumbo? he was there in 1991. No. Oh. Um, oh, he, uh, he had two names. <laughs> Oh, had, Chris Jackson yeah, at the Mahmoud time. Mahmoud abdul yeah. yes. Good uh, one, good one. There you go. The 90-91 Denver Nuggets. You didn't expect that trivia today, did you? I didn't have league pass yet, though, <laughs> because it hadn't been invented. Great, great calls there. You got them. You got there with the, the hits. The hints were nice. I knew you would. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, another game just to touch on. Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers snapping the 76ers' eight-game win streak. 132-126. to 126. Trey, we had this one on playback for uh, a majority of the fourth quarter. Um, what are your notes from it? This is the one that got me hyped for the standing skeets. Yep. Pacers moving to 2-0 in whatever group they're in. <laughs> uh, this was a fun game to watch, too. Welcome to the MVP table. Tyrese Halliburton, fourth wow. on Basketball References uh, MVP tracker right whoa, now, Skeets. Whoa, that's good. His last two games, 32 assists, zero turnovers, both uh, against the Sixers here. He had a running hook shot at one oh, point in this sick. game, then really put the game away at the end of the fourth quarter, hit some threes. He likes to talk trash, too. Uh, the crowd, I loved seeing that. He said after the game, I've never played in a playoff game, so this is my first chance to compete for a championship. 
and I took it very seriously. <laughs> and I never beat Philly before, so this was an exciting win for me. How much does Adam Silver love Tyrese Halliburton? No this guy's doubt, talking man. up the All-Star game. It's in Indiana. He's talking up the in-season tournament. How yeah. is this a championship to him or playoffs? Well, he talked down last season's All-Star game. Called it trash. He's a truth talker. Yeah, he's a social media man. Yeah. Uh, he's great. As you said, 32 assists, zero turnovers over the last That's two. Amazing. And in an in-season tournament where... I get distracted by the court. Oh, yeah. That's a bad one. This guy brings up the ball, and I start looking at the court because I don't know what play is running. It doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, bang, he makes a beautiful pass, or he hits a three. He's leading the league in assists. He's 50-40-90 as the guy the guy to go to as well, 12.5 assists. He's so, and they're winning. so exciting. They're winning. These aren't, you know, these aren't the not Sixers. empty stats by any means. They have a really solid record right now, yeah. yeah. 33 points, 15 assists for Halliburton last night, 11 for 18 from the floor, 7 for 12 from deep. You guys pointed out the uh, zero turnovers over two games. They also play like the fastest pace in the league, yeah. or at least top two, I think. Um, so that's even that's even wilder to not ever cough the ball up or lose it. Bad pass, right. bad alley-oop pass the top end, something mm-hmm. like that. Top end had a good game, it's too. A huge game. Um, yeah, great, great win, and, and they uh, snapped the uh, Sixers win streak there. And B did play. Maxi had a bit of a... A down game for him. <laughs> At this point now, a down game for him is, what did he have, 25 yeah, points? Yeah, he only had 27 and 5 27. last night. Four turnovers. That's kind of a lot uh, yeah. for Tyrese Maxey. And Embiid did have a good game, finished with 39, 12, and 6. But I thought that Miles Turner kind of got the best of him uh, in the fourth quarter. Turner finished with 17 on the night, but all 15 of them came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He was really frustrating. Uh, Embiid inside. Embiid, I think, had a couple of turnovers uh, in the fourth quarter. Only went two for six. And, you know, I thought that was just kind of interesting to see. Miles Turner gives up a lot of weight to, uh, to Joel Embiid, and he was kind of throwing it around in the first three quarters. But uh, Turner found it within himself to stand up to Joel Embiid and give it back to him on the other end as well. Uh, my final question here before we take a break. Any other in-season tournament games, performances, you know, plays that you wanted to note for uh, the listeners and viewers? I was jumping around, having a good time. John Collins had a huge throwdown. Um, Trey Young, congrats. New baby. Didn't have to play last night. They still win. <laughs> they still win, yes. They still beat the Pistons. And uh, I like Duncan Robinson starting for the Miami Heat and being able to get to the rack. He's He's got that skill set. Tyler Hero's out, so Duncan Robinson is starting. He's showing that he can put the ball on the floor, and he's not scared at any at any point. Um, he looks like he was in the finals, or he did in the finals. He looks great. What do you think of that court? A lot of people on playback, playback excuse me, were saying uh, the Hornets court was their favorite of oh, the bunch really? last night. Yeah, a lot of green, some mints, some greens. It's not mine. No, nope. it's not okay. mine. Not, not for you. Greens are good. I like the <laughs> neutral color on the outside and then a bright color on the inside. Yeah, okay. The Grizzlies are doing it right. Uh, the Nets, I like the Nets court, even though some people don't like shades. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's pretty okay. good. Okay. Because there's, like, why would you want a teal and then a teal times two? I thought yeah. it looked good. I thought the Hornets court looked better than their regular court. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought the way that they have the gold in the lane and the gold on their yeah. jerseys, the gold nice Charlotte accent. on the side, it looked awesome. Uh, six straight wins, though, for Miami. Yeah. They're looking all right right now. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a good game. He said, the reason we're winning right now is because we're actually scoring points. Oh. That helps. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that helps. makes sense. Do you think, uh, you know, there was another, um, well, in a couple of the games, right? I think uh, the Thunder Spurs game had a couple guys getting into it. We saw Anthony Davis get into it in the Grizzlies game. We obviously had the, the Warriors-Wolves little fight. Maybe the court is having an effect on these guys. <laughs> Driving them crazy. Yeah. Not maybe. the not the high stakes of the in season tournament. Just the actual floor and the aesthetics are like tripping them out and they're getting all angry with rage. Everybody's pissed off. It could be. I mean, <laughs> you would think that the red courts would have people the angriest. Yeah. I don't know if we did we see any fights on red courts last night? I don't, I don't think so. so. Uh, but something something was in the water uh, last <laughs> night. Adam Silver said, Go out there. You can get him a little bit of a fight. We'll only give you a technical. But unfortunately Draymond took it a little bit too far. Uh, feel free to tune out here for the next minute, but uh here are the standings, the leaders in the groups. Pacers 2 and 0. Yeah. In group A. The Heat are 2 and 0 in group B. The Bucks are 1 and 0. They've only played one game. Uh in East Group C, Celtics are 1 and 0 and the Nets are 2 and 1 and the Raptors haven't even played yet. Uh <laughs> in the West Group A, the Lakers and Jazz are both 2 and 0. When do those two teams play? That's going to be a big game. It's got to be coming up here. What did you uh, say? Uh, Lakers Jazz. Oh, okay. Yeah. LeBron's going to be in Vegas. Uh, sure. <laughs> the West Group B, we got the Nuggets 2 and 0, Rockets are 1 and 0, and then in West Group C, we got the Wolves improving to 2 and 0 after last night's victory and the Kings are 1 and 0. Those are your undefeated teams. Um, and I had to include the Raptors cuz they're 0 and 0. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think we got our first big group game 
coming this Friday. This Friday? Yeah. Sixers versus Hawks. Hawks right now are one and zero. Sixers after the loss last night are one and one. So game. that's a win or just continue playing the rest of the regular season kind of game. I can't wait. <laughs> it's not a win or go home. No, 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 no. They're still going to keep playing, but uh, <laughs> but it matters. This one matters for the standings. I'm currently wa- watching the Charlotte highlights, and I do like it more this morning. Yeah, it's seeing true. The, I think the gold is nice, like Trey's yeah. saying, with the, the cup and like like Charlotte color. in gold and the at center court. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not extremely bright. Those ones are too obnoxious. Yeah, to any me. This the, the six to me right now, it's the Sixers and the Rockets with the blue and red. Yeah, it's just it's too much contrast. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, all right, we got to take a break, and when we come back, we have a million Zach Levine trades to break down. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Shout out to everybody in the stream team. Everybody's fired up here today, sharing their spicy takes about all the in-season tournament action last night. Podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review. Okay, according to our guys over at The Athletic, NBA teams are probing the availability of two-time All-Star guard Zach Levine, and there's been increased openness from the Bulls and Levine about exploring a trade. Shams says that the Lakers, the Heat, and the 76ers are expected to have a level of interest mm. in the six foot five shooting guard. Yeah, you heard me. We're probing, and we have <laughs> levels of interest here in Zach Levine. This is uh, great timing. We just talked about Alex Caruso trades the other day. Go check out that clip on YouTube if you want. Um, before we get into the actual trades, we've got the boards. We fired up the trade machine. We did some work. Um, do you think Zach Levine is a tricky trade candidate? Was this difficult? Going through the exercise yesterday, TK, especially as a Bulls fan, um, in trying to get him to a team because of because of the type of player he is and whether teams would really want him at the contract he is and some of the injury history and all that. What do you think? I think it's tough from a couple of different perspectives, Skeets. On one hand, I was Wesley Snipes in New Jack City, staring at my computer, tears running down my face, <laughs> trading away some of my favorite guys to other teams who want him. And it's also tough because Zach Levine has a big number on his contract. you got to add a lot of players to get to $40 million, yeah. which, as we'll see when we get to these boards, is why you got a lot of names on some of them. There's a lot of <laughs> high-priced players. There's a lot of low-priced players. Some of these teams don't have hardly anybody in the middle, yeah. so you got to throw in four or five dudes uh, just to add up to $40 million. The other part, too, is Zach Levine has had a rough start to this season. I mean, he is not killing it right now. He's uh, averaging 21.9 points per game. He's shooting under 41% from the floor, 30% from deep. That's that's not great for him, especially when you pair it, like Trey just said. What, he signed a five-year, $215 million contract extension before the start of last season. So, you know, tons of money left. Last year's a player option. Um, how badly do you want a guy that can score? He is a bucket but he hasn't had a lot of playoff success because he hasn't been there a lot. So there's that part of the equation. Uh, do you have any thoughts before we get into the actual trade hypotheticals? Well, because he hasn't looked like his peak self, I do believe this probing <laughs> is actually happening. Yeah. I, I, I do think that Zach Levine, while he's been with the Chicago Bulls, this is his first moment where he doesn't look like he wants to be there forever. If there's any time where he looks like he might want to leave, it could be right now. So I don't think this probing is made up whatsoever. Um but there's a billion teams that we're going to talk about. This so. is absolutely a soft launch of a trade request, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. A lot of people aren't eligible to be traded until December 15th, some not until December 30th, even more uh, at January 15th. Right. Um, so it probably won't happen quickly, but after they had the team meeting uh, first game, <laughs> Levine came out and said, 
we know that this this is a business and things change. Yeah. Which was a soft launch of a soft launch <laughs> in my <laughs> mind. And then we know that the Bulls have been open to the possibility because he was kind of on offer over the summer, but there was a lot of guards ahead of Zach Levine in the pecking order for who was going to be traded. So we know the Bulls have kind of already been at this stage. They came out of the gates struggling, looking like the same team we've seen for the past couple of seasons. And now it kind of feels like Levine is saying what Tass is saying. Perhaps it's time yeah. uh, to move on somewhere. And then I saw he was hanging out with uh, Rich Paul at a mm, University wow. of Kentucky game uh, last night. That guy knows about getting players traded. He does. He does indeed. I didn't know about that part. Um, before we show you these boards, I just want to stress, you know, you're going to see like two future first round picks on a lot of these, you know, sometimes three. Look, that can be changed. Be, you know, less, more, pick swaps, second round picks. Like, it's just to give you a general idea. We can't put everything on a graphic. Um, but we have a lot to go through. So let's go with the teams, the level of interest teams that Sham said. Start with the Lakers, though a lot of these trades couldn't happen until January 15th. You, you slip that in there, TK, uh, because of the uh, deals they signed. But hypothetically, Lakers making a move for Zach Levine. D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Let's say Hood Shafino as the young prospect and then picks. Again, these would be very future picks uh, in the Lakers case. What does uh, everybody think about this one? We'll just get opinions on all these and try and move with some pace. But um, likelihood or whatever you want to call it, Tass, what do you think? Yes. I don't mind it at all. I, I know LeBron teams often make his team in front office overpay a little bit. This is towards the end of his career. He needs somebody in the regular season, as we see LeBron sitting out games and all that, take over and just be that sort of third guy. And LeBron is really, really, really good at elevating the level of his teammates. Zach Levine has only played in four playoff games in his career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he needs to be with somebody else. And, and we, we're watching Cam Reddish succeed a little bit in Los Angeles. He's done that with a lot of guys, J.R. Smith and all that. So... I do think they need a third guy. They need a perimeter guy, essentially. How it would all work with Austin Reeves sticking around as the ball handler, that's a, that's a question. Uh, but his his age is getting a little bit older here. Uh, he's got you know three-plus years or so on his contract. How old is I he? Think he's almost is, 29, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 20, you know. 29. 29 in March. So he's prime, but he's, prime. he's had injuries. He has. He's he had has. knee issues and back issues. He had surgery a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, and how long will this last with LeBron, who's not going to be there forever, Anthony Davis, who's uh, getting a little older? Probably not that long, but you, we've seen what LeBron has done to the Cavs before. Uh, you know, it's it sucks what he, what what's happening with Chicago and Lonzo Ball not being able to play, but I, I think they could make the Lakers work. If, if there's any time to for the Lakers to go all in, it's here, and, and Zach Levine, I think, would be a supporting guy, which is what he needs to be. Right. Uh, what do you think about that one? The Lakers one here. I think this would be Levine's number one choice, and I think it would certainly be an upgrade for the Lakers over D'Angelo Russell and over Rui Hachimura. The Bulls, though, would pro. The only way they do this is if they really liked Jalen Hood Shafino. Yep. Bulls didn't have a first round pick, so they didn't have a chance to even take him. Or perhaps if you could squeeze Austin Reeves into the deal instead of Rui Hachimura or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I like. I think this is one of these ones where the Lakers go, yeah, we'd do that. Yeah. This, this is a nice move. From the Bulls side of things, I, I I step back and go, I think you can do better. I think there's better options maybe mm-hmm. that we're going to go through here. But, uh, again, this one it couldn't even hypothetically happen until January. So you can almost put this one up on the shelf for now. All right, let's go to the Heat. That was on the list. Obviously, uh, I guess this is, uh, you know, the backup to the uh, Damian Lillard uh, move that they didn't get. Uh, in the in the summer, so we're throwing Caruso in here. He's in a couple of these. The Heat would receive in this hypothetical Zach Levine and Alex Caruso. The Bulls would get back Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jovic as the young prospect. I mean, I guess you could throw in a Hawkes Jr. too, or you could swap him in or out, and then maybe some first round picks, future first round picks. Trey, Heat Bulls hypothetical. I'm more into it if it's Hawkes instead of Jovic. Okay, definitely. Uh, and who knows what the Heat's future firsts are going to look like when it was Damian Lillard perhaps going to Miami. Nobody thought those picks were good. (laughs) And, you know, people kind of give the Heat the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be good. Further on down the line, I suppose you could do this deal with uh, Hero instead of Lowry as well. I don't know. Right. right. There there are other ones that interest me more from a Bulls perspective. Although Jimmy Butler is saying they're scoring right now, they need somebody who can score. And I think Zach Levine would help. I know they didn't get Dame. And these are basically the same offers that were 
out there last year, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of last season. Yep. Lowry, Robinson, and now a third person has been added. Just like we talked about the Lakers, they need somebody else good, uh, as Trey said. You know, maybe maybe they shove somebody else in there uh, as opposed to Jovic. But I think the Heat would be extremely happy to go for it as well. Lowry's in here, the thinking being the Bulls get off a $30 million Big at the deal, end of the yeah. season. This would be like one step. You'd be now moving DeRozan, I assume, or one of these other guys. Like, that's the thinking here. But, yeah, you could put you could put Tyler Hero in there uh, instead. And like we said, flipping the Jovic or the Hawkes Jr. You know, it feels like the Heat would want to keep Hawkes Jr., more likely to put Jovic in. Obviously, the Bulls want the opposite of that. So there's that one. Uh, Sixers. Now, Cass mm. said yesterday, no. Nah. I don't see the Sixers doing something. I don't think they should. Well, what about Zach Levine to Ooh. Philly? Daryl Morey, he loves to go get a star. Mm-hmm. Is Zach Levine a star? Okay. Um, a lot of guys coming back. Morris, Sir Robert Covington, Corkmaz, free him. We have <laughs> yeah, free Furk. Let's go, Furk. Uh, House Jr., two future first-round picks. Uh, and again, we have to note here, because these guys just came over from the Clippers, some of them, they couldn't be aggregated in a trade until uh, basically the end of the calendar year. TK, Sixers, Bulls, hypothetical. I think this is a no for the Sixers, particularly. There are other ways you could do this trade, too. Like Tobias Harris could, been, could be in it. Mm-hmm. It could be Batum instead of Covington, though it seems like Batum is kind of ahead of Covington for the Sixers, but I think what it comes down to is that more likely Philadelphia would want somebody like OG Ananobi, who might be a little bit cheaper uh, since he's an expiring contract. And with Maxi's ascendance, they don't necessarily need somebody like Zach Levine yeah. taking the ball out of his hands right now. Yeah, it's almost too much of a overlap. Maxie's doing what what you get on the best day from Zach Levine, mm-hmm. really. I if agree. If not better. I say the Sixers say no in this one. Yeah. Because this would show that they're really going for it right now in this postseason. And then when they don't succeed, when they don't have uh, this great chemistry between Zach Levine and Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Maxey, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to be the number one guy for the first time in a postseason, I think it gives Joel Embiid another reason to say I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I think it, it saves time with Joel Embiid in the future if you let Maxi be Maxi and be the number one guy. So I think it doesn't really make a heck of a lot of sense. They would be going like as a defensive team with the supporting cast they have around Maxi and Embiid. But that's all right. I, I think you increase the the factor of Embiid leaving. And and again, this summer they got so much money to spend. Uh, you know, they're going to pay Maxi, but they can go sign another Max guy, whether it's OG, whether it's Siakam, you know, that kind yeah. of guy. Those guys make more sense to pair alongside Embiid yeah. and Maxi mm-hmm. than a Zach Levine. But you never know. I mean, Maury could see the opportunity. It's like, wow, you just lowball offer, and if the Bulls get nothing better, then does he, you know, he could slip in there and steal him in a way. He's a great player. Zach Levine has his limitations, but, I mean, he's still a bucket. Oh, I mean, look at how well Kelly Oubre has played alongside yeah. Embiid and Maxi. Levine is like Ubre to the max. Like yeah. the the perfect version of Kelly Ubre is Zach Levine and so you could see him succeeding there, but with his long, long contract, I think it kinda yeah, yeah. goes against what Daryl Morey's been saying the Sixers plans are. True. Okay, um some other teams that uh Shams didn't include there interested, but you know the Knicks are always gonna come up. So oh, yeah. uh let's get RJ Barrett and Evan Fournier and two first round picks. You know, maybe a top five protect them, one, both, maybe swaps, whatever. They have a lot of draft capital. It's a little bit more immediate than a lot of these other teams that you're looking into like 27, 28, 29, 2030. Uh, mm-hmm. So they could, because they have a bunch of other picks, um, you know, really get aggressive in terms of draft capital. Trey, uh, Zach Levine to the Knicks. Would they want that? And how do you feel about the return with R.J. Barrett as sort of the star player? I can see the Knicks liking this. You know, the, the three-point shooting, I think, would help. And having uh, another creator who's probably like on Julius Randle's level, I think would help. You know, Brunson would be the guy, and then Randle, not as much on his plate, not as much on Levine's plate, I think works. But I think the Bulls say no to this one. R.J. Barrett has been off to a hot start. He's shooting like 50% from three right now. That ain't going to last. Maybe if they unprotect the picks, it helps. But Barrett's on a long contract, so I don't see why the Bulls would be trading for one fewer years of a worse player. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Knicks, go for it. They don't have enough offense on the perimeter. We saw them in the playoffs last year. They managed to get by Cleveland. They struggled against Miami. They have a lot of solid guys in Brunson and Randall, Mitchell playing really well, and then Grimes as your four. But it would be nice to have a guy who could just 
take over. Uh, and Zach Levine could be that guy. R.J. Barrett has been in so many rumors. It kind of makes sense, but, yeah, do the Bulls feel like they get enough? I don't know. Uh, th- that's tough because we watched R.J. Barrett in the playoffs last year. He was a off-the-ball guy. He may not be enough. He just may not be the, enough. The thinking with this one from the Knicks side of things is they, you know, by all accounts at least pursued Donovan Mitchell in trying to get him and didn't put together something that was yeah. enticing enough to the Utah Jazz, and that's when Cleveland – you know, slipped in there and got him. So is Zach Levine sort of a Donovan Mitchell type player? Mm-hmm. I, I think so a little bit, though Zach Levine's older than Donovan Mitchell was when he is traded and his contract's, you know, a little bigger and he doesn't have the playoff success that Donovan Mitchell did have. Um, I actually bring that up because Donovan Mitchell, when he was traded, it was for Lowry Markkinen, Ochai Abaji, Colin Sexton, who had signed to a four-year $72 million deal in the sign-and-trade, and then three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps. That's what it took to get Donovan Mitchell. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the haul that that the the Bulls get. Mm-hmm. That's obviously where they're shooting for. Because if you look at Levine's numbers last season with the Bulls in a, in a full year, and you compare them to Mitchell's numbers, the the season before he got traded in the offseason, they're damn near comparable. They're very very similar. But again, Mitchell a little younger, playoff success, the contract different. So um, my point is, it will just be a little bit less than that. So picks. And, and I mean, if the Bulls can get oh, yeah. a combination of five first-round picks yes. for Zach Levine, Not that would be amazing. It ain't going to happen. No. Two, I think, is reasonable. I think you're right. But the Knicks are going to save all their stuff for Donovan Mitchell For Donovan anyways. Mitchell. They're going to try it again. Yeah. Run it back. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, how about the Warriors? We have two options for the Warriors. Uh, both involve the Warriors getting Zach Levine and Alex Caruso. We Whoa. know Kerr wants Alex. So you could do it with Clay Thompson. Man, that'd be a knife to the back of Clay Thompson, though, but business uh moses moody let's say picks there'd be swaps and all that or instead of clay thompson it's andrew wiggins it's kaminga it's moody so it's a lot of the young guys then you got to get Corey joseph in there Guy santos people are going to be like who he's a brazilian player that the warriors have and then picks so again zach levita caruso to the warriors and it's either for clay and let's say moses moody or it's for wiggins moody and kaminga let's add its basic and draft capital uh, which one do you prefer more, TK? Ah, this one is interesting to me because as soon as the Levine news came out, Warriors fans were like, let's get him. We need him right away, and he would definitely help Golden State. They've said themselves, and we've said it as well, they need somebody else to score and create, and that's definitely something uh, Zach Levine can do. There was a, the lip reading with Steve Kerr last year where he was telling Alex Cruz, I'd love to have you on our fourth place <laughs> FIBA World Championship team, or perhaps <laughs> our Golden State Warriors himself. team. Well, yes, yeah, I'm on setting the expectations low for the redemption tour in the summer. <laughs> it's nice to get to redeem your team every eight years. It's ridiculous. But that's the question. Who would Golden State move? Would they really trade Clay Thompson? <sighs> He's an expiring contract. He hasn't looked great to start the season, no. but he did lead the league in threes made last year. He had his like two highest scoring months of his career last season. It also feels like Andrew Wiggins at his best is more important to the Warriors being able to contend this year. Like if he returns to where he was during the 22 playoffs, they look like a much better team. But Klay Thompson is a Warriors legend. So I think this one is tough, but a deal could get done because Kaminga and Moody still have some intrigue, I think. We've seen good flashes from Kaminga. Moody feels like a guy who needs more minutes, but he's just kind of stuck behind uh, some bigger name players in Golden State. So some combo here kind of makes sense to me. I agree. I would go more with the the Wiggins, Kaminga, Moody, and Picks move rather than Clay and Moody. From from whose side? From the Bulls side? From the Bulls side, uh, yeah. Because Clay is towards the end of his career as incredible as he's been. It would be a bit of a, a stab in the back to let him go if you're the Warriors. You would do that in a heartbeat, I think, if you're the Warriors. You get an incredible defender in Alex Caruso, an incredible scorer in Zach Levine. Yeah. But the Bulls don't have anybody for the future. Because Clay's getting old. Moody would be the only guy. We don't know how great he's going to be. But if you can say Kuminga, Moody, and Wiggins, who hasn't looked like himself, and I think the Warriors would be okay trading him. Uh, he hasn't looked right. There's something going yeah. on there. But um, 
They're going to be tiny. The Warriors are going to be tiny. That would be a small team. <laughs> yeah, if they trade Wiggins. Wiggins was guarding Luka Doncic. He would guard yeah. everybody. Um, true. So it, it'd be a weird scenario it'd for the It'd be Caruso Warriors. to do it. Yeah, Caruso. <laughs> Caruso and Gary Payton just Spider-Man memeing <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so the Warriors, uh, you guys feel like there's something there, there's though. Something they could there. get there. Yeah. The, the clay part's fascinating because we know they weren't agreeing on a contract yeah. extension. and. I mean, it'd be pretty cutthroat, don't get me wrong. The Bulls would do it because it'd be an expiring deal. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you open up that. and You're trying to, like, hope – you're hoping Moody or Kaminga, I guess, in these hypotheticals is, like, the Lowry marketed that the uh, – obviously Jazz got when they traded Mitchell, like, that turns into an all-star. But uh, a few more wild-card teams. Utah Jazz. Uh, Trader Danny, why not? He's going <laughs> to give him a call. And uh, he could get there, I guess, with a Colin Sexton, a Kelly Olynyk. A tail in Horton Tucker, here's a who. And uh, two, uh, two future first-round picks. There, there would be draft capital here, of course, and probably swaps. It would, it's almost more around that. Uh, the likelihood of this, Trey, you're sort of making a face. This one's low for yeah. me, unless the Jazz are going to kick in some valuable picks, maybe their own, maybe like those later Cavaliers picks they had that we just don't know what Cleveland's going to look like by the 29 season or something like that. Taylor Horton Tucker coming home to Chicago. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. <laughs> great stuff, but I don't see this one happening. Yeah. I'm with you. Not enough. Yeah. Kelly Olenek, you got THT and Colin Sexton. Just not enough uh, as far as the future goes for the Chicago Bulls. Now yeah, we can start talking. Maybe Taylor Hendricks can come over. Maybe County George, who's been amazing uh, Ooh, for the Utah Jazz. one of those young guys in there. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Jazz do need some. Guard play, yeah, they do. Um, but they're it, trying. Is, do they want to be at Zach Levine? Uh, Levine and marketing back together. Love <laughs> oh, it, love yeah. it, man. Uh, okay, a couple other, couple other wild card teams. The Hornets. Uh, Gordon Hayward has big contract. Um, James Booknight, he still is on the Hornets. We saw him. We saw him last night. Uh, he looks like a cat still. In case you were curious, uh, and then a bunch <laughs> of draft uh, picks and swaps. Uh, Zach Levine, would the Hornets make a move for him? Tass, your opinion on this? Three picks we've got here on well, this trade. That's there's sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna try start the bidding. They're gonna try book night in Chicago. I I don't know if the Hornets even do this. No, uh, that's that's what I'm more curious. Yeah, like when we get to these wild card teams, do the Jazz want Zach Levine? Do the Hornets want him? You know, we got the Magic. We'll get to in a second. But do these teams even want Zach Levine? No, when you're bad, like the Charlotte Hornets are. Doesn't look like they're making the postseason again. Would you bring in Zach Levine as a guy who's probably not going to help you make the playoffs? I know it sounds a little presumptuous, but he's only made the playoffs once in his nine-year career. And with the Hornets, I don't like that fit. There's other teams that make a lot more sense uh, to me, but this team is just bad. I, I included them because you get new ownership in there, and they get you know they get like a little little itchy. They got to do something. We we saw it with uh, the Wolves doing it when yeah. they got really aggressive going to get Gobert and gave up a million draft picks. You know, now that uh, other guys have taken over there for MJ, could they see this and say, oh, Zach Levine, he's an, he's an all-star player. He'll put people in seats, put him with LaMelo. They could, could see why they could talk themselves into it. I'm not saying it's smart, uh, but thoughts on this one? I think this is not bad, to be quite honest. I think the Hornets kind of should do it. They need somebody else alongside <laughs> LaMelo. Like, P.J. Washington uh, is a decent player. You know, they brought him back. That's fine. Terry Rozier has been out of the lineup uh, for a little bit, but... Levine would come in as the number one scorer. He would look nice next to Lamelo, and one of his career highlights is in Charlotte <laughs> when he like went crazy in the last eight seconds of a game oh, here. Yeah. So um, I don't think this is terrible uh, from Charlotte's perspective. And Gordon is an expiring deal mm-hmm. as well, and that's the thinking from the bull side of things. And yeah, get a bunch of picks. Maybe there is another young player that the Hornets throw in. To the make Hornets should not trade three future first round picks no, for Zach Levine, no. but two and some expiring dudes would be okay. Okay, I think. Uh, and then finally, the Magic. You've seen, uh, maybe seen them, uh, their name thrown around a lot in Zach Levine trades because they have a lot of guards. You could package some together. You could really get like a star player there. So let's say to make it happen, Jonathan Isaac, excuse me, Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, picks. Again, we got two on the board there uh, for Zach Levine. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I hate it. You hate it. Hate you that. hate it. I hate it because it's the Orlando Magic. Oh yes, there is yeah, that yeah, part yeah. too. Maybe uh, maybe do a Vooch <laughs> for Wendell Carter Jr. Franz and Jet Howard trade. How about this? Orlando should do this. Uh, Zach Levine would be kind of exactly the guard that they need because they don't have the guard that they need. They need somebody to shoot it from outside. He can play off the ball uh, around around Paolo and around Franz. I think this is fair uh, for the Magic. 
Yeah, I agree. Magic do it. Uh, I don't know about the Bulls. Is it, is it enough? You're getting Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, and the picky pickies. I think you're just you're just hoping Doing if you're the, the Bulls picks, yeah. to get somebody that's going to be part of your future. As decent as Fultz has been and Cole Anthony, Magic say, yeah, uh, we can't shoot. We need somebody who can shoot the ball. Do you and like that from their side? Zach, yeah. Zach would be exciting for sure. All right, there it is. We'll call it there. I mean, we did about, I don't know, a third of the league, uh, or close to it at least. One. Let's hear your Zach Levine trades. Uh, throw them at us there in the stream team. Throw them in the YouTube comments. You can tweet at us, at No Dunks Inc., and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot more. Both Levine, Caruso, Vooch, DeRozan. That's the other thing. You know, you see Zach Levine trades, and then you see the fan base for the hypothetical go, we don't want Zach Levine. We prefer Caruso and DeRozan or something <laughs> like that. Caruso. Yeah, there's that whole thing. So uh, let's hear from you guys. we got to take one more break. When we come back, tweet of the night. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that i got to cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. We have figured it out. All you got to have in the NBA is fights. Trades and those in-season tournament courts. And the people show up in droves to the stream team. Uh, we love to see everybody joining us live here. Hit that like button. And make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends, too. Tweet of the night time. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. There used to be this show on NBA TV called The Starters. <laughs> Every Thursday, they would round up the best memes they saw and rank them. It was a great time. I loved that show. <laughs> loved that show. The meme team is back because people were going in on Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert yeah. after their Donnie Brook last night. One of the most unbelievable screenshots in NBA history, I have to say. Draymond choking out Rudy Gobert and Gobert just, you know, calmly <laughs> accepting it. He's like, I'm not getting kicked out, so I will just look silly <laughs> for all time. But uh, yeah, the, the tweets were flying last night. This one came to us uh, from Zach Harper at Talk Hoops, who dug up a Draymond um, uh, Instagram story from Sunday night. Draymond said, I'm in year 12 and y'all still keep telling me to stop being Draymond. Don't get attacked. Blah, blah, blah. 12 years later, you're still trying to coach me on how to be me? I'm better at being Draymond than anybody. Imagine if I told y'all how to do your job. 
he kind of is doing that actually for us now that he's a broadcaster yeah, yeah, and a is. podcaster. You'd look at me crazy. I thought y'all should know how dumb you all look trying to tell me how to be me. If y'all had some advice for your own lives, the world would be a much better place and you would be far better at your job than your me- mediocre outputs. Happy Sunday, good people. Right back at it like an addict. This, this was Sunday. This was Sunday. He kind of called his shot. (laughs) (laughs) He basically called his shot. So shout out to Zach for uh, bringing that back to our lives. Let's get into the more meme-y sort of things. This one is from Miles Brown at M.Brown, who said, These are our big men showing both Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert suffering a chokehold. One from Ben Simmons, who I don't... He didn't get suspended for that. Oh, I had forgotten about that. He was called the Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Towns' face in this is so funny. (laughs) He's just like so perturbed to be getting choked by Ben Simmons. Oh, Miles Brown is a Wolves fan, isn't he? Yes, he is. So these are our big men. Yes, he is. He said, I haven't checked... In history, but got to be the only team that has two big men who've been choked out <laughs> at some point in the NBA. <sighs> Art But Make It Sports had a lot of tweets yeah. uh, based on this one. This one was my favorite, comparing Rudy Gobert uh, and Draymond Green to the head of St. John the Baptist on a charger <laughs> by Andrea Solari in 1507. <laughs> yes. Classic painting. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it's just a That's head a great on a platter. Account, man. Yeah, right? That's amazing. I read like the, the interview with uh, the people that run it. It's not an algorithm or anything. They just know the artwork yeah, that's their head. That's wild. That's amazing. Me. Holy crap. I love this one from Terra Nova Noah on Twitter who said, who has a <laughs> screenshot of Draymond from his podcast alongside the caption. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. I got some extra time, so you're going to be getting more episodes than usual this week. <laughs> that's probably going to be happening. And finally, our last meme for the meme team. This uh. one's from Jeff J. Says who compared uh, Rudy and Draymond to the famous Mr. Krabs meme, one of our longest-lasting memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Great going, stuff. going through it right there. Great mm. stuff yeah. by the internet. Twitter was on one. Yep. Draymond just looking at that face as he puts it in a headlock. That's too much. And then you can see Towns behind him saying, I got choked by Ben Simmons. I want a piece of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me get in here. Let me get in here. Yikes. What a night in the NBA. It never disappoints. Uh, lots of games on tonight. Um, a lot of teams in a back-to-back situation. We'll obviously be here tomorrow. We will be, but JD won't. Our guy JD going home to the uh, the Great White North, to the Toronto area. Yeah. You excited? I'm going to Canada for American Thanksgiving. It's fun. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're going on uh, college tours. Oh, baby. For, what, what, uh, do we got, what do we got on the list? Maybe some people out there or at these colleges <laughs> want to roll out the red carpet for you and your kids? Sure, yeah, yeah. We're going to McMaster, the birthplace of SCTV. Is it really? really? Well, wow. kind of. A lot of those. Uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine oh. went there. Uh, we're going to U of T. Classic. Classic. That's where uh, my wife went. Our old uh, stomping grounds, uh, the old Ryerson, MTU. Don't, please don't call it that. Don't call it Ryerson or yes, MTU? I, I don't know. Yeah, one of the other. Call it Just don't call it okay. That. okay, you're going there. Uh, okay, TMU, yeah. I think we might be going to Waterloo, too. Oh. Yeah. You going to swing by Phil's? Phil, which Phil? Phil's. There's a bar there called oh. Phil's. Phil's. <laughs> Real shitty bar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, if it's there, I'm going there yeah. for sure. Is it spelled uh, P-H-I-L-S or F-I-L-L-S? Ooh. No, it's my name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly oh. Phil's. I mean, Phil's, F-I-L-L-S, is a great name for a bar. You're right. It's true. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, so our man Esh will be uh, running oh, running the show. That's right. Just because JD's gone doesn't mean the show ends. No, Esh is in. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes okay. Nah, it's going to go great. He's got his key right here. There we go. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So Ash will be here, uh, I guess, Thursday, Friday, and then uh, at the start of next week because you're gone for uh, for a little bit. And then we're off uh, at the end of next week because of American Thanksgiving. But that's looking in the future. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us here today. Uh, again, hit the like button, subscribe, leave us the five-star rating and review. And until tomorrow, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I wanted to get your opinion on this uh, because you just mentioned The Starters, our old name. Our man Tim McAuliffe gave us a shout-out yesterday, but he said The Starters rather than any of the other names. How do we feel about that? We we want to dunk? Yeah, we've only been doing (laughs) this for, what are we at? (laughs) This year five? Four? Six. (laughs) Nobody even knows. We've been doing that for a long time as no dunks. 
five? Season five? Yeah. yeah. Season five. It takes uh, it takes people season a long five. time season to five. to get away from the yeah. starters. I get it. Our guy Devlin used to call us the starters all the time. Oh, sure. Like during a wedgie on the broadcast, but he's now changed. Yeah. People can change. <laughs> Podcasts can change. <laughs> they watch the starters. They may not listen to the no ducks. I know. Well, that hurts. But it was a great still, shout out from I our man Timmy. I fire up breakfast television every morning. <laughs> CP24 to see our guy Sid. Is he still on it? Yeah. yeah. Is he? Okay, good. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'll let you know, actually. Cause yeah, I yeah. Say, <laughs> say hi to Tim and Sid when you're up there. That's an early 100%. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, they're on it. Like, they're like they're five early. in the morning. Yeah, I think that. Uh, six? six? I think they go sausages. live at six. Live at six. Yeah. I don't think Sid gets there until around <laughs> seven ish, though. <laughs> Well, like that's how it was with uh, Frankish. He would he would just show up when you know whenever he got there. <laughs> Such good names. His Frank- name was Frankish. No, his name was Kevin Frankish. <laughs> Come on, you guys know. Yeah, I can sort of picture him now. <laughs> yeah, Frankish. I used to watch that. I, you put that was a classic to put on in the morning. Of course. Ready. Yeah, for get sure. you caught up on the news. Yeah, All right. headlines. All right, shout out to Tim. Shout out to Sid. Shout out to everybody in Canada. JD, have a blast. Thank Be you. safe, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Brace the day, people.